So when you first walk into the gallery at Brick, you'll see parts of an LMTV, a light medium tactical vehicle, cut up and reconfigured. The bed of the truck has become a platform or a stage. The cab of the truck has become a DJ booth. Parts of tires, doors to nowhere, ladders to nowhere. Boxes with objects and parts of the truck that are bundled. My name is Mary Mattingly and I'm an artist, work in sculpture. I'm Jenny Jarrell, I'm the assistant curator here at Brick. So, so the truck was made all over the world and then it was manufactured and put together in the United States. And then it went to the Gulf War and then to Afghanistan and then came back to Fort Dix, New Jersey. And it was in a boneyard in Fort Dix waiting to be auctioned off for years. I was able to win that truck at auction. For $4,000. I mean, you can buy a... 20-foot truck for $4,000, which is really insane. I'd say most of the trucks go for more than that, but this one was very decommissioned, and lots of things weren't working about it. So people usually buy them for farms, and you can't really use them on roads for the most part. The way that the truck is set up right now is directly due to a team of 12 performance artists or public space activists who were able to, to convene at Brick when the truck was brought in and determine its second life. The process of putting this exhibition together was supposed to be very collaborative and transformative. So this truck would have this, this first life it was born from these minerals to the second life its use in the Gulf War and in Afghanistan and then it came back to the United States. And then we're hoping for a, a very transformative present and future from it. Early estimates suggest Hurricane Florence may have caused as much as $22 billion in damage, potentially making it one of the top 10 most costly hurricanes in U.S. history. This neighborhood where rescues are happening nonstop flooded more than 10 feet in areas in mere hours, an example of the disaster and its fury. This morning, Hurricane Irene is quickly strengthening as it cuts a path of destruction toward the Bahamas. A new report shows Hurricane Maria is officially the most deadly U.S. natural disaster in the last century. Mary and I have been talking a lot about the topical issues that are related to thinking about political ecology and the environment. One of them has to do with the fact that now a lot of the military vehicles, similar to the one that's currently in the gallery, is now used in disaster relief. And this is ironic because to a certain extent the military is the largest consumer of energy on the planet. and. They're then creating new military vehicles to then combat climate change. Um, so 
they produce climate change and then they're continuing to do so through the making of these objects. And certainly with Florence, this is like something that we're all readying for, even though it's now now a category two, but still I think it's um, interesting. And Mary has kind of a specific relationship to this with Hurricane Harvey and has some understanding of it more than I do. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier with uh, one of the collaborators who's based in Houston, Paul Middendorf, was sharing stories about LMTVs being used for rescue during Hurricane Harvey. And we're also seeing articles now that are within the last week where these same LMTV trucks are, like people have bought them for farms and they're using them to, to rescue people from flooded areas. And it's very circuitous. There's a large map on the back wall that addresses the supply chain for this LMTV truck. So where the minerals are mined, smelted, manufactured into parts, and then distributed. I think of it in terms of extractivism and the connection with we'll say the dominant culture right now, which could be directly connected to extraction and stocks and essentially taking something that's living and killing it and producing this thing called money. With the pain of that object, the weight of that object, the stories from that object, can they be held on to at the same time as transformed into something? that could point to a different world was the initiative or the impulse. It's so pervasive to try to understand the scale and the decentralization of that and the neo-colonialism that happens from this type of indentured slavery basically where the conditions are so bad for harvesting minerals and it's covered up in such complex ways that not even the companies know where the minerals are coming from sometimes because they're brokered and then they're brought to a smelter and then they're brokered again. It's very realistic to think that a company like Apple might not know where they're harvesting lithium or cobalt from. Although, they probably do. That's been really fascinating to try to wrap my head around and understand in terms of the work that we all do and how it's either part of a system or it's trying to pave another path and how it can't really do that on its own ever. The most powerful way to change a system is to change the purpose of the system. The, the way that we can think about changing systems is, is coalition-based and nothing can happen by itself. <laughs>